0: And Jesus is king in that album. He's probably said Jesus more in that album than most people have said in their entire lives. Most Catholics have said in their entire lives. So, and I'd argue with people like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, Jesus is king, blah, 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 this and that. I'm like, man, have you listened to that album? How many times, you count how many times he says Jesus in there? How many times you said Jesus in this week? Welcome back to another episode of PPK. I'm your co-host, the man on fire, John Sablon. The
1: middle child, Keoni. Your boy, Meeks.
0: Hey, boys, we are back for another episode of PPK. And this is one uh, from a topic perspective that we actually probably had in the works or talked about it being a topic early on when it actually first occurred. So I'm going to kick it over to you, Meeks, for inspiration, kind of where this all stems from. Before we get into the episode.
2: Yeah, so this episode's about Kanye West and the revival and something that my pop said is probably long overdue, obviously, because the Jesus King hype has died down a little bit. But he recently had a GQ interview in which I felt uh, a little bit more inspiration because he continues to kind of push for truth. And although we know he isn't the most theologically sound uh, human being we've met, <laughs> um, he is trying and he is, and he is pursuing truth in a way that I think a lot of people aren't. And a lot of famous Christians like to shy away from things that he does not shy away mm-hmm. from. And that's the beauty of Kanye. So, I think there's a lot of things that we can take a, take away from him. Obviously, as um, we kind of suck right now in the battle against the culture, we're losing it uh, pretty badly. And so, I think as Catholics and Christians, um, there's a lot of things we can learn from him moving forward. Creativity uh, with his creativity and and kind of the truth and his uh, and his boldness in it. So.
0: So let me, because I know um, Keone had some thoughts on it too. Before before I go to you, just kind of start with the dialogue about Kanye in particular. You, you mentioned something specific about us losing kind of the culture war. And, you know, so from for some Catholics out there, they may be like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, we, we're, um, we live in the world, but we're not of the world. So can you maybe unpack that just a little bit so they understand when you say that, what do you actually mean?
2: Yeah, okay. Well, when I say it, um, really, it's when you look at social media or you look at, Any sort of presence in the world, whether it's like, well, obviously Hollywood take over. And that's a big part of it is that Hollywood owns everything that we watch. It owns the media. It owns the agenda that's being pushed. Mm -hmm. And they own the morality of our culture. And that's supposed to be our place. And I think although there's a lot of different factors, I think we still have some some blame to take in that. I think we've done um, we haven't done the, the best job we could at at. Kind of raising our standards of evangelization when all these new technologies and things have come out and more people are maybe more visually drawn towards things and maybe they want to see more things creatively, I think we've kind of lacked in that aspect and while others have grown and so although maybe that we don't think that's our initial calling, I think we got to step up toward those places because there's there's a there's an audience everywhere, and I don't think we're reaching out to enough audiences with kind of our creative direction in that in that sense, and so that's why a big reason why. You know, it's Kanye West and the revival because I think he does that so well. You know, maybe mm-hmm. not the theological part of it, but we do have that. So what can you take from him and kind of move forward with it and, and kind of be in this culture? Because so what can,
0: we, yeah, what can we learn from Kanye and his conversion yeah. right? and what he's doing to really catapult his Christian faith to the forefront of everything that he does? Mm-hmm. So, Kenny, I'm going to kick it over to you just because I know you had some some points to, to start us off on some things that you've gleaned from the different interviews that he's done and he's done several different interviews and mm-hmm. quite honestly in some of those he he makes the uh interviewer very uncomfortable because they're yeah. typically of a liberal mindset and and kind of the mainstream media if you will
1: yeah i was just um watching the his interview with big boy um and big boy in the morning <laughs> yeah that the iconic voice mm-hmm. um, but just First, as, I, as I'm watching him, just generally right off the bat, you notice a different level of peace. Um, in Kanye, there's this is level of like, I know who my identity is now. Mm-hmm. And whether that is authentic or not, people can say, is that really him? Or Is this, is this really going to last? That's not our place to judge. But what I notice is it's a real level of peace. Like, big boy is like kind of trying to pick. And like, is this you? What you? And he's like, I told you already. Like, I only fear God. You know, Mm -hmm. and he says it multiple times. And I just I I see this level of just surrender to where he finally like feels like there's this weight. He seems lighter. And this is someone you know i w I've listened to Kanye since I was a kid, you know, and this just a different aura about him that I think is really refreshing. And I think um we've talked about this in different episodes. When you become a light and you are meeting other people, it starts to reflect who you are internally and people start to be feeling really offended or feeling mm-hmm. really aggravated or feeling like they're being attacked. Mm-hmm. Why? Because there's this level of things that they're holding on to that they don't want to face. So I'd rather be aggravated at you or point the finger at you or I'm, I'm now, um, you know, I'm trying to say, oh, he's not really about it. Or, you know, so I just see this tension, but he has, he, he faces it with a lot of peace. That's something I noticed right off the bat. Another thing, uh, just in that interview alone, and I, I know Meeks is going to talk about the most recent one, but the one that I uh, that I watched with Big Boy that, that stood out to me is just the idea of when he was talking about preparing for Jesus as King, his, his conversion, really making it serious for him and his family and his faith and surrendering to God. It was his amount of suffering with his mental health the rebuke that he suffered from the media, you know, wearing his Trump hat and, and all that stuff. And he, he kind of, it took a toll on him. His mental health took a toll. Uh, he talks about being in service to the devil, that all that take, takes a toll on him. And it was in the midst of this suffering that he said, you know, like God was kind of telling him, are you ready for this mission, which is Jesus King, which is, you know, him bringing the church to, to people and and the gospel and, you know, and all that stuff that he's trying to do. Um, but it was in the midst of his, maybe arguably the, his darkest hour, um, where he felt kind of the most unstable, the most lost, the most persecuted, mm-hmm. he was being prepared. Um, and father Mike Schmitz talks about this. He has, you know, he does a bunch of segments in different series every year and periodically throughout the year. And he had one where he basically talked about, um, In the midst of the suffering, it's preparing us for greatness, essentially. It's preparing us um, to um, be ready for whatever God has in store for us. And I really saw that in the interview and seeing it now and and just the progression of Kanye West's story that I think we can all um, find some hope in. If any of us, especially in this time, we think of quarantine, we think of staying home, we think of the fear and the panic. If anyone are having some difficult moments with their faith, their family life, financial. In the midst of the suffering, there's always a greater plan, and God could be calling you all for that are you ready moment, Mm -hmm. kind of inviting you into that. Are you ready for what I have in store for you? Mm -hmm. That the suffering isn't the end all, and that's what I really saw in in Kanye, and that brings that level of peace, right? That is radiant through the screen, radiant in big boy's eyes. Um, And obviously that's going to take a lot to impact, but the last thing I wanted to bring up was just – his level, uh, we talk about, like, he's woke, right? And the woke culture, which is counter what we believe. But just this level of, like, he is, and he even says, I'm turning my back on the culture because we're brain, they're brainwashed, the, the abortion. And he even says, like, thou shalt not kill. And he talks about uh, pornography and what it did to him in his life and the effects of pornography. Um, he talks about how the culture is all about you know, buying the foreigns and what you're wearing and flaunting the money. And what is that really, what is that really done? You know, what is the culture? And he's turning him back on that idea and everything is in service to God now. And this, this idea that I was serving the devil and I was in my darkest moments. Now I'm serving God. And I think it's important to understand that when we're taking that away from, from Kanye West's interview, his life. And Meeks is saying he's not the, the greatest theologian but this his his search for truth is something that we can all learn from because truth is, is one mm-hmm. truth is a person, mm-hmm. right? And just this idea that I'm either serving God or I'm serving the devil. There is no in between there. There's only two. Um, and so that transformation was, is really cool. Whether or not we agree with this theology is not the point. It's what he's doing for the culture and his level of boldness that I think we can adapt within the church to really start to make way in the culture, to use our platform, use our sound theology, to use our church, to say this is the truth and let, let us introduce you to him mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. So. Meeks.
2: Yeah, I'll talk about more of his, I guess a little bit of his recent interview, but I want to touch really on his, his creativity and his willingness to push boundaries. So he's pushed boundaries his entire life. You know, George Bush, George Rich hates black people. All the things he's been doing, the you know, the pink polo shirt and graduate everything that he's been about is always about pushing the boundaries, and and I think we can take something from that in so many different ways. You know, you have you have Yeezy, which is he just be, he just became uh, Forbes just said he's worth a billion dollars now, so he's became a billionaire. And so, you know, it's really due to Yeezy blowing him up. And Yeezy's the first time in a really long time we had someone who can actually come up with new silhouettes. Like, you know, people just drop the same Jordans every year and people just buy the same thing every year, you know. And so the shoe culture hadn't seen something like that. He's putting the things together that no one's ever really seen. And then you see Balenciaga, all these other things. They want to come out with the chunky shoe because Kanye had the chunky shoe. You know, all these kind of things that he's just he's pushing boundaries constantly. And then you go into his music and now you say, Okay, Kanye. We all kind of saw the transformation. and Then he announces this whole Jesus King thing, and then you're going, okay. Well, I know I was saying I don't want the choir gospel album. That's not what I. That's not really what I want. I want Kanye still, and he still and he still produced Kanye. And so he's kind of pushing the boundary of, you know what? You can still make t- uh, number one records, and you don't have to talk about you know, Same things he's talking about in Jesus Walks. You know, they're gonna say my record can't be played because I'm talking about Jesus, and he puts it at number one, and that's what he did with Jesus King. He's putting things number one that you don't. Th- it's not about the foreign anymore. It's he talks about you know, why are all these rappers who have daughters talking about hooking up with people's daughters, like grow up basically mature. And so he's, you know, continually pushing that boundary with music. And then in his last interview with GQ, and he has this, I think he has two, two, um, little ranches in Montana now. And one's like 4,500 acres and the other one's like 2,800 acres. So this dude has a massive land and he's talking about doing easy campus and, and all of the clothes he's producing, he wants to do cotton from his own land and he wants to do, and he wants to be able uh, to be able to see it. He wants to bring Sunday service there and have an easy campus is what he's talking about so people can come and experience this whole thing. And the point is is he's pushing the boundaries all the time and with everything that he's doing. And I think a lot of times, for some reason, Catholics, we put ourselves in our own box for no reason. We're not supposed to pursue that. That's of the culture. We don't pursue that. That's that's what the secular world does. We don't do music. We don't do art, this and that. No, but we don't. We're not enslaved to, to that. We don't think like, like you know, you always told us growing up is that basketball is not life. Your life's about God. So that's secondary. Yeah, if music becomes your life and you, and you don't know who you're working for anymore, then that's bad. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it for the right reason, if you're doing art, if you're drawing, if you like clothes, if you all have it for the right reason and inside you... You're truly trying to find truth that will reflect in whatever you're producing. And I think that's the thing with Kanye is now that maybe pre- before Yeezy didn't represent that, but now Yeezy does because he rep- represents that. So whatever you produce is always going to reflect who you are. And so that's, and now now he's letting it speak even more volumes through his, through his uh, music and stuff like that, even though I don't think you necessarily have to, you know, Yeezy doesn't have to put um Jesus on the side of the shoe instead of Adidas logo in order for it to be, you know, made by a Christian. We don't mm-hmm. understand it's made by a Christian now, you know, that kind of idea. And so... That's always been my biggest takeaway as we kind of uh, move forward and try to, you know, there's a lot of crowds and, and audiences and groups and demographics that I think we're missing. And it's because we're afraid to kind of step out the box. And when we do step out the box, we're trying too hard or phony or losing the truth. You know, we don't want to step on people's toes, mm-hmm. but he's being able to do both. He's being able to I'm gonna step on your toes and I'm gonna still being me because at the end of the day, he's Kanye. So whether you like it or not, he's going to be number one. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the kind of approach I'll, I, just, I just love to see. And like we were saying before, no, his theology isn't great. Is he really having church? I'm not sure. That's debatable. But <laughs> he is having, you know, worship, which is cool. And so um, I think that's that's the idea. And just pushing boundaries is something I really want to do. That's the reason why we started this podcast. And we thought, you know what, there's not a lot of people who are looking like us. And we want to be able to push the boundaries and talk about things that a lot of people are talking about. Or reach audiences that people aren't reaching to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because of the way we look, it's, it's just how it gets to go, mm-hmm. you know people watching Matt Fradd aren't maybe going to like us and people who watch us maybe won't like Matt Fred. but that's just the way it's going to be. And so someone's got to step out of the box and start doing more with it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I think one of the things that was interesting, um, and you saw, I think he even comments on definitely on the big boy, but you know, he, he felt even persecuted by the Christians, right? Because it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Kanye's all of a sudden Christian. And you know, somebody who's a revert to the faith, um, Yeah, you know when people all of a sudden is like, "Who are you?" Right? I've done multiple, um, you know, conferences or or retreats where I've been, even in my own hometown recently, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" Right? So it's like it's that automatic reluctancy to even believe that you've had any change, and it's sad because, um, especially when it comes to Hollywood, I imagine, right, or just the the culture, you're like, "Yeah, whatever. We'll see how long this lasts." Just like any marriage, right? How long is that gonna last? We know it's it's mostly superficial. Rather than you know, rejoicing and being like, man, this guy doesn't have to. Um, I mean, he's Kanye. He didn't have to. Matter of fact, this could be a career killer, right? When you're talking about the cancel culture, they were trying to cancel him because, because of everything that he was speaking about, especially when he started pe- speaking about his political views and so on and so forth. But I, I think, just for one, for us as Christians, like, instead of you judging him, you should be praying for him. You know, what I mean, he's got a lot of work to figure out with his family, with his wife in particular and her family. So it's like he's up against the grain. And so you should be praying for him and his family that he doesn't lose that fire, that that metanoia, that that, that conversion experience that he had, because he said in Jesus is king in that album. He's probably said Jesus more in that album than most people have said in their entire lives most Catholics have said in their entire lives. So, and I'd argue with people like, oh yeah, you know, you know, Jesus is king, blah, 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 this and that. I'm like, man, have you listened to that album? How many times, you count how many times he says Jesus in there? How many times you said Jesus in this week, in this month, in this year? And I think, so for me, I was moved by that and I was moved by his interviews because he is literally facing the culture and everything they stand for, everything they celebrate, everything they glamorize, everything they glorify. And he's saying, oh, abortion's wrong. Calling out homosexuality, calling out, um, uh, you know, the Democrats or whatever it may be, just a liberal mindset. We're being, you know, pimped out. We've been, you know, we've been brainwashed, all of this. And you're talking to people who, who live that and breathe that. And you're, now you're telling them, like you were saying, they're convicted. And you're like, dude, I want to punch you in your face. I mean, that's the discomfort of the interviewer, especially with Big Boy, is evident. It's really awkward in that moment. And he's like, I told you, man. Right, this is Kanye. Because I told you, man, I only fear God. Like he doesn't it's it's that sense of conviction of his identity of knowing who he is as a child of God, somebody who is now a beloved son of the most high God, and now I'm going to use everything that I have. Every you know, the Saint Paul moment who was once the greatest persecutor of the church, the minute that he encountered Christ on on the road to Damascus, He became one of the great. He wrote thirteen out of the twenty-two epistles, I think, you know, in 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 the New Testament. So you think about now you're using, and I feel that way with myself in particular, right? That instead of using your talents and gifts to glorify yourself, to feed your own selfish passions, to uh, manipulate or use other people, or to corrupt the young souls and minds of the culture, he's now using it to elevate God. He's now doing more for this country in the sense of. Putting people to work, building out, and and then putting a, a together a product. Whether you believe he's going to last or not, I mean, and if he does it for the next six months, who cares? It's six months of him elevating people's minds to God. And why would you, uh, you know, trivialize that, or why would you take that away? So I like his boldness, but I wanted to go back and just that that idea of him talking. I mean, really speaking that bold with boldness and clarity and conviction about the things that the culture would say, what are you talking about? This is what we appreciate. I mean, think about abortion. I think about pornography, right? I mean, um, those are really big issues. And these are issues that have plagued his own life. And he's he's shining a light in that darkness. And I think that's just been, for me, uh, something that I'm just like, wow, how many Catholics are doing that? Mm -hmm. How many Catholics are stepping out? And, you know, you guys know me, I'm pretty bold. And and I, I, you know, sometimes I, I, I speak and people uh, not only hate the messenger, but they hate the message that I bring. And, oh, well, I don't want to lose friends or, I, you know, I want, I want to gain popularity. He don't care. You know, he doesn't care. What do, you, what do we have to say about that?
1: Well, I think just the, like Mix was saying, his level of boldness has existed before his conversion. Mm-hmm. And I think the cool thing that God always does is he takes who we are. And if we allow it, he perfects it. Mm -hmm. and so this level of like boldness pushing boundaries creativity it's like when you're ready you let me know and watch what I could do um and we've seen it individually in our own lives you know like I think of when I was originally signed to UC Davis and I was about to go to Franciscan right basketball was my life and um, my faith was secondary and that passion that I had, that drive for sport, the obsessiveness with perfection, all that stuff is are, are technically good things when rightly ordered, like Meeks was saying. Mm-hmm. And God said, when you're ready, let me know and I'll use it. And then he he kind of, he he draws me in, right, with going to Franciscan. And then when I want to leave Franciscan in my second year, my worst year of my life, I think of like, Kanye is talking about his, the amount of suffering he had. And in that moment, he was being prepared for something greater. Mm-hmm. And when I was, my sophomore year of college experiencing the worst year of my life, hating basketball, hating the school, no friends, ready to transfer and leave Franciscan, which is the greatest Catholic school in the country, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. maybe a little biased, but (laughs) it is what it is. Um, it was in that moment. And when I said yes to pursue and trust him, he opened the doors for everything. We got a new coach. I met my fiance shortly after, I met a, a new professor who just transferred, what a coincidence. I got to take Dr. Bergsma right after that, mm-hmm. who's changed my life. Like all these things he was preparing me for, if I said yes in the midst of the suffering. And, and I think that's something that we can really start to, just to meditate on. When we think of Kanye, It was in that moment. And, and so it's not that he's really changing the core of who he is, he's still bold, he's still creative, he's still an entrepreneur, he's still, um, you know, always seeking to um, push those boundaries and whatnot, but he's now doing it in service for God as opposed to in service for himself or in service to the devil. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think there's a level of need in that in the church, this level of boldness um, that, you know, we all are trying to do. um, That, like Meeks was saying, you know, we often see, you know, Catholics um, that kind of sit back. Like oh well we'll pray for him like yeah pray for him for sure but use your voice Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. because they're using their voice and what are the people who are farthest away gonna see they're gonna see the loudest voice Mm -hmm. and it's not that we need to get into this battle of you know who's louder but we need to be a witness and if we can't be a witness if we are in our own bubble Mm -hmm. you know. and I think there's a there's a level of temperance there that can, should be exercised. Yes, you should be praying. You should be spending your own time. But there are people in need out there, and if we're not using that platform, if you still if you're in your own bubble and you're to yourself, but you still scroll on social media, you're not using that platform to to minister to others. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, And we're seeing that slowly with the podcasts and and the level YouTube and social media IG uh, videos and IG TV and all that stuff. It's slowly becoming. But I think the the Catholic Church at large, we can we're the universal church. If we use this platform to be bold, to be creative, to push the boundaries in the culture, we can bring a lot of people to the ultimate truth, Mm -hmm. um, which I, I think we just we really need to start to to start to do and, yeah, and take and, ownership of. And
0: not compromise creativity, not compromise mm-hmm. quality, not compromise relativity as it relates to what moves the the world in a sense. Not to say that's the end-all be-all, but I think your point, and I'll, and I'll throw it back to you, Meeks, was that Kanye is now using those gifts and talents that he was using essentially for the world and the culture and self to glorify God and help his brothers and sisters right while he's at it, right? Make the, the country better, make people better, elevate minds. And the beautiful thing about it, and then I'm gonna kick it over to you, makes One of the things I said, you know, Kanye owned his his sin, right? He owned like, yeah, like, look at what my just my last song was, my last greatest song, whatever it was, F that ho or whatever, whatever that, you know, he was talking about. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I can see when people when that was my last song and I are talking about Jesus is king. Mm-hmm. But to sit there in the midst of that and to sit there um, and own it and be accountable and say, yeah, I was a slave to the devil. Yeah, I was a slave to sin. Yeah, you know, um, I've 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 been saved and I fear God only. Man, it takes a lot of courage, and you know, you just got to pray for that. And I wanted to, um, unless you have something else to say, to me, because now move into this revival piece. We talked mm-hmm. about Kanye. Yep. Okay, let's talk about revival now, because I, you know, I think that's one of the things that we're tr- PPK is about, World of Blaze is about, our individual call to evangelize other people, us being kingdom priests. You know, the fact of priest, prophet, and king, we're all given those those that that kingdom element of it all to bring souls to Christ, and revival is. It re- honestly, is not an option, right? It's uh, you know, that's for you guys to do. No, that's a co- that's a command. That's an obligation that we all have if we're disciples of Jesus.
2: Yeah, for me, the revival because I think everyone has a different spots in it. I think we have people like you and Deacon Harold who are extremely bold and they could use that with their voice and they kind of have that power and convince you to do so. And I think you have other people. You know, I mean, it might be a soft example. But, like, for every 21 in and out, had Bible verses at the bottom of their thing. And that, mm-hmm. that little thing like that can at least make you think for a little bit. And I think a lot of, I think our intention a lot more should be let's just make them think. Let's meet people at a certain way. You like burgers, we like, we, we sell burgers. And then let's have this little thing at the bottom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think those subtle signs at, I think Domino's is the same thing with their logo, maybe something like that. Um, I think those signs are key. And I don't think it's something we pay attention enough to. I think for some reason, we feel like, uh we're christian so we a lot of people will be like you know i'm on fire for it so here's a t and it says jesus on it and let's start selling it out and it's like well <laughs> you know i like that but i don't you know what i mean like put put something in that like say how can i how can i create something that that glorifies god because it's just beautiful it's something nice it's something mm-hmm. good it's it's of the highest quality it's something that's like, you know what i mean we want to rush things and i think we got to just keep pushing ourselves towards these Kanye levels and Is making all of his stuff uh, from his own cotton something that necessarily directly glorifies God? No, but is it good? Is it socially responsible? Is it pushing us in the right way as a society? Yes. So then does it glorify God? Yes, because you're doing the right thing. So all truth, all rightness leads to that. And so I think we can't lose sight of that. And thinking about pushing ways how there's going to be sometimes when we need to be loud about it and there's sometimes when we need to be subtle. And sometimes when we need to meet people where they are, you know, and so I'm reading right now crime and punishment by Dostoevsky And if you if someone if I didn't read the introduction, that's like 16 pages long, which I didn't at first (laughs) (laughs) If I didn't go back and read that I would have no clue of the symbolism and all the motifs that are Christian oriented And I didn't read about Dostoevsky's story that he was in prison for 11 years as a socialist and only had the bible That's the only book he had in his cell and then he walked out and he created, you know, this and so I wouldn't know that unless i read those things and that's what i think is beautiful because now that person who's an atheist is reading that book and he thinks it's great because crime and punishment it's like a uh you know top 25 novel ever in, in a lot of people's eyes and so those people are reading it and they're seeking truth and they don't even know about all the little christian things he put in there so it's like eh, i got you you know what i mean you didn't know about that huh <laughs> you know he put a little something in there and he gave it to you to drink and You didn't know i think that's i think that's the point that we got to push ourselves at you know and, you know, with Catholic, we always talk about Catholic cinemas because they're not always the greatest cinemas, even though they have truth in it. I think uh, we're just kind of lacking the creativity to push our boundaries because the reality is, is that side of the aisle is not going to watch it because they know, OK, that thing's Catholic. But if you just slide on the tail, this is, you know, you guys know it's Catholic, but you guys don't know. And they're like, oh, this is pretty fire. Oh, you do. You like it. That's pretty fire. Interesting how that works. Yeah. And so, you know, that kind of idea. I think that's how you start winning the culture back. And so. Something I do, if you guys are looking for a real-world example or, or a good Instagram account to follow, <laughs> is uh, at Revival for Heaven. Me and my friend Christian from uh, Franciscan, we're pretty obsessed with clothing, probably to a fault, but we're also obsessed with our faith. And so, you know, something we do, we find these old T-shirts, and then it's stuff that's already been made. And then we're not saying anything about it. We're not like, yeah, man, you better wear this T-shirt. Or you're going to hell. Or we're not doing it. We're not adding the Bible. We're just saying, like, hey, these are things that have already been made. We think they're pretty cool. We're showcasing That's it. Let them speak to for themselves. And then... I think the idea is that, like, we're in a very small community of a thrifting community, but we're people trying to bring light to that community. And maybe they don't really, they don't get that every day. And maybe it makes them think a little bit, maybe it doesn't. Not my problem, I don't really care. But that's just how we are doing things, how we evangelize, how we're trying to push the boundary. It's not like, you know, enough people get the kind of Bible quote in your face, door-to-door, Jehovah Witness kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I think we got to bring different ways and, and continue to push ourselves.
0: Yeah, what about you, Kenny? um revival wise when we think about the revival your role your thoughts
1: i mean it's it's just p- kind of piggybacking off what meeks was saying it's the level of creativity um and just i think there's just a lack of originality and and whether it be cinema t-shirt clothing um even some messages we hear you know like we'll we'll go to a talk and and it's it's truth but is it captivating is it It's like, okay, here we go. I've heard this since I was, you know, in middle school retreats, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, it's just, we need to constantly, because we think of the music culture, Hollywood, they're constantly innovating to grab a hold of your, your kids, to grab a hold of your, your friends, to grab a hold of you. We're going to find the latest and greatest thing to control your mind. And if we're not having that same sort of obsession in a sense to captivate people towards the truth, um, then I think there's we're missing something, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a level of laziness because it's just, it's, I think it's an interesting time right now because the Catholic church has, is, has a long history. Right. And, and this day and age where everything is so vibrant and in your face, there's audio, there's screens, there's, you know, there's, it's just so quick and it's in your face and it, it attracts the eye quickly. And it takes a lot of, um, takes a lot of creativity it takes a lot of of work to constantly push things that are constantly drawing the attention of the culture mm-hmm. and they're winning that battle perfect example is like tiktok out of nowhere that just became like the thing now i have you know you know you have age groups young and old all on on tiktok trying to do the dances right it's just it's something that grabs people's attention because people like to be a part of something people like to be a part of and this is the new thing in the culture right we're doing these dance moves and people are making money and everything's funny and but just like that you know the culture can be grasped and gravitated towards something and if we can use that for the ultimate truth because the things that are grabbing people's attention in the culture of the world all have the subtle pieces of God's truth but are using it in the wrong way and I think if we are bringing God's whole truth, everything that he is, and using that within the same creativity, it, it's going to gravitate. It's going to pull people because it's the fullness of truth. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what people are searching for. But if they don't know it, they just see the loudest voice on Hollywood. They see the loudest voice on their, their radios. Or they see the loudest voice in their clothing lines that they they follow or they, they shop for. And that's who they're going to follow. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a level of, we know who God's truth is. We know what the fullness of truth is. We know who God is in nature. We know who God is in, in everything that we are and the human condition and in the world around us. And if we can bring that using these platforms, I mean, I, I think we can do we can do a lot of, of evangelization. We could do a lot of transformative work if we, if we put in the work to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy, but they, they do that 25-8, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. And I think there's a level of, yes, focus on our interior life. Yes, focus on our family. But for the evangelization piece, you know, when God tells them to go out into the, to the nations and, and preach my name, you know, it's we have to use what we have today in 2020, the platforms that we have to our advantage, because we are the universal church. Mm-hmm. Like It's about time we take some pride in that. Mm-hmm. Like We're the big dogs, not the culture. It's us. We have the fullness of truth. Let's go out there and show it. Mm -hmm. Because what they're obsessing over in the world is a sliver of what we have. And if we can bring that fullness, we can change the culture. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and ultimately that what they're trying to fulfill in themselves, the Mm -hmm. void is really a God-sized hole, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever they're seeking within the culture, whether it's material, whether that's fashion, whether that's music, whether that's art, whether whatever it may be, that ultimately the greatest fulfillment of that is in God himself, Right. So if we're not, you know, and we, we think about this from a Catholic theology perspective, the transcendentals, we think about truth, goodness and beauty, all being of God. And so let's not in our quest for revival, not compromise quality, creativity. Um, and, and the other way as well. Right. So don't go completely overboard and just cater and bend to the culture to where you're compromising our faith and watering down the gospel. And then now we're just this feel good thing. Um, and it doesn't have to swing one way versus the other. It just needs to be great quality that elevates the mind towards something greater. I mean, that's the one thing that Kanye was even talking about. And, and we, he was saying this is this is outside of me right? This is outside of you. It gets you to think outside of yourself, which is ultimately points to God. And I think that's what we're missing in our faith is like, man, what what would cause you to start X, right? What would cause you to go do this? And you're like, man, come down, sit down, have coffee with me. Let me talk to you about this guy named Jesus, right? Let me, you know, what what is at the core of you? So once people find that attractive, whatever it is that you're selling, whatever it is you're creating, whatever it is that you're, you're preaching, that they say, man, I can sense that peace in you. I can see that fire that's inside of your belly and the in inside of your heart and your soul. And you're you're giving everything you're you know, you're spending your money, your time, you're 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 you know, you're sacrificing sleep and everything to to give this to other people. What's at the core? What's at the foundation of that? Right? Makes any last parting words?
2: Yeah, I think I liked I liked how Keanu talked about the long rich history of church and that makes me think about how we used to have like the greatest art in the world uh-huh. and the intricacy still do baby yeah and the, yeah. And, the incri- and the intricacy or to move that on from that <laughs> word uh, you guys get on talking about it's <laughs> in so, uh yeah anyways um and you know like the Sistine Chapel and all these things mm-hmm. and like that amount of detail is what's necessary to cover the amount of truth that we've done in the last 2,000 years you know what I mean mm. and having that mindset of like that's the only way it can be done it can't be done with like a a sketch done in 15 minutes. No, our truth can only be captured. God's truth can only be captured. The Catholic Church can only be captured in that way because that's how beautiful it is. That's how much truth there is to it, you know? And I, when I'm reading this 500-page book, it, you you can't put that, you can't put that amount of truth in 150 pages, you know? And it takes that much detail and it takes all those little things, that those things that you would think would be so minute and would have nothing to do with the book, but they have this sort of symbol for something, some sort of truth in there. And that's what it takes to actually create for God. It's not just putting something on that says Jesus on that. It's actually like paying homage to the amount of truth that there is and how much delicacy there is in those details and that kind of idea. And so I think that's, that's something we got to take with and say like, it's not just reflecting art because it has a Bible scripture on it. It has to reflect it because like the amount of effort and detail that you put into it is – just as much as there is the truth or there is the beauty into our faith that is you know mm-hmm. so that's all I got
0: Kim do you have any last parting words?
1: Just closing thoughts is just when we think about Kanye just thinking about the the complete fulfillment and embrace of his his identity as a child of God, and that nothing was necessarily taken away about who he is like you talked about the creativity the boldness um, but God uses that for his good for his 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 greater will um, and so just thinking about that for our own lives and all of you listening, you know, when you really start to surrender everything to God's hand, it's not that he takes away those pieces of you, but he uses it for his good. And if more people can do that in the church, then more people can start to go out and change people's lives and change the culture. So that's just, that's my, my, my call out to uh, all the listeners and to, uh, to us and as well.
0: Hey Amen. I think, um, I think you had brought it up too. Uh, when I can't remember which episode it was, when we talk about, sometimes we think saying yes means we're going to give up everything that we love. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's a, that's a real fear. We all deal with it. We all deal with it. Even in the the best of situations when we are trying to be faithful, there's times that we just, we, we, you know, we don't want to sacrifice again. We don't want to give this up again. Um, because we, we think for whatever reason, that whatever God's going to put in its place, It's not going to meet that need or fill that void. And God always outdoes us in everything, right? His ways aren't our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And so, you know, I just think in this episode, um, I would say definitely continue to pray for us. Definitely pray for Kanye, you know, because I think people like him are the devil wants out, right? The fact that he's shining a light in so much darkness when it comes to that of the culture, the things that are being celebrated out there, glorified, glamorized, as we've been talking about, the fact that he's acting very active in his own family life, and, and he's going to try to trip him up. So rather than judge him, pray for him. Um, and I would say, you know, when we think about the revival, remember what I said a little bit earlier, that this is an obligation. This is the great commission of Matthew 28, to go out and baptize all nations in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, as As we end this episode, we just want to encourage all of you to continue to listen and make sure to like, comment and subscribe. Thanks all for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. And until then, get holy or die trying.